0: So, take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at cerebral.comslash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may
1: apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. We've got a lot to talk about. We've got a lot to talk about. Big changes. Big things happening in the James Donald Forbes McCann Catamaran Plan Universe. Currently, Podcast Universe. Cinematic Universe? Is it on the way? No, that's not the news. Big things happening. Alessio Carducci, I dropped him at the airport today. Big stuff happened this week. What an exciting week, having my client in town and pimping him out all over the place for gig after gig after gig. I have some updates on that, but first I'd like to say I'm in Sydney this week. Uh, This Wednesday and this Friday, I'm doing shows. That Friday show is... I don't need you there, frankly. We've sold enough tickets to make that one work. Please, if you're a Sydney listener, consider coming along on the Wednesday night if you're free. I'd love to have you there at my Sydney Comedy Festival show, Mechanifesto. Tickets on sale now. Anyway, listen, more importantly, oh, so much to talk about. I went to a medieval fair that has nothing to do with the catamaran plan. But boy, oh boy, I enjoyed my time at the medieval fair. Very fair indeed. Those people haven't seen the sun you know, since the last medieval fair, would be my guess. There were some people with that green, translucent skin. The sort of skin you only find on people who own and operate a desktop computer in their disgusting little bedrooms. With Anyway, it was a great time, and I've got so much to say about it, but I'm not going to say it right now, because I've actually written... I think, a pretty good five minutes about it that I'll be doing in Sydney for the Sydney Comedy Festival at my show. But listen, here's what I want to say. Alessio Caducci, he's my client. I get 20%. I've had him here this week. We did a lot of wonderful things together. We went to the Central Market. We went to the Medieval Fair... But most importantly, but most importantly, we did comedy shows, and let me tell you this, there's one thing I know, it's Alessio Carducci, he's the man, he's the guy with the hip, cool jokes. I saw him do a gig on Wednesday night downstairs at the writer room, he did 40-50 minutes, and 30-40 minutes of that was absolutely terrific. The Anglos and the Wogs and the Hipsters and the Normies, they all thought he was very, very funny. And with a little self-confidence, just a little polish, he's there, he's on the level, he's ready to break on through. Alessio Carducci, he's my client. Alessio Carducci, 20%, he's my meal ticket. He's my boat into the future. I'm booking him on gigs right across the country. Brisbane, the Gold Coast, Perth, Sydney. Better ones in Melbourne than he gets on his own. And after that, I see even bigger things on the horizon. Cruise ships. T.A.B. commercials. Sports bet commercials. He could even do commercial radio. Just get him in the room with a woman who laughs at his jokes and an ex-Big Brother contestant, 20% of one of those big contracts. And a part of me goes, Hey, James, wasn't it meant to be you making it as a comedian? Weren't you meant to be a star? Maybe that wasn't meant to be. Maybe I'm just Salieri in the movie... Amadeus, where I see the genius, touched by God, given a gift that I cannot participate in. I can only witness, I can only help, like in that last scene where Mozart lies dying. I can help bring it into the world somehow, but only as a handmaid. I mean, who knows? I'm super, I'm, I am still think I'm pretty good at comedy, and people should come to my show on Wednesday. I might even be a... There's a cat in my front yard? Cat in my front yard? Is a possum? What is that? What is that? What's odd is that I have no strange feelings about my own career for having seen the greatness of Alessio Carducci. It's possible for me to go out and do my comedy, but then also... Just be such a good manager for him, to elevate his comedy, and take 20% of that, and then you know what, I'm not above getting other clients too, and taking 20% from all of them. And then if I get five of them, that's like there were two James McCann's out there. And if I get 20 of them, that's like even more. I don't have the maths on me, but I feel like it's possible. I I mean, I've done the work of a manager now. It's not that hard. I could do that for like 50 people at once and take all, not all of their money, but lots of their money for a boat. In short, I'd like to say thank you to Alessio Carducci for letting me manage him this week. It was an honour and a privilege and a really good time. And I think I could manage other people too. It's a lot of fun. It's quite fun being a manager. You just get to give sage advice to people and book them in for shows and take some of the profits. I'd also like to say a big thank you to James Wallace, who performed on the show on Wednesday and towards the end of the trip, put Alessio up in his home. Uh, I just said at the gig, does anyone here uh, have the ability to take Alessio into their house? (laughs) Because... The cost of the hotel. Like I, I thought he was going to stay with us, but then I, I looked around at our house and the, you know, we got three children under four and there's, there's piss everywhere. It's just, you know, I don't want to get into too much um, of it, but there's a a shocking amount of piss when you have children of that size. And so I said at the gig, so I got him a, a cheap hotel and I said if anyone could have him, and James Wallace had him come to stay. And as a result, we possibly made a small amount of money on the trip. I will do the finances on that, and I'll see how much that was worth. I'll send out all the invoices. Either way, a big expense of this was filming Alessio's special. So even if there's not money off this one, we're going to have a half-hour special uh, that he can have come out. And what a wonderful thing that is. Okay. Now, if you remember, uh, after I announced that Alessio Carducci was my client, a man named Jake Ford who used to live in Brisbane and now lives in Melbourne, let me know that he was also interested in being my client. And uh, I read out a letter that he had sent to me, and I said, well, I need you to send me some of your stand-up comedy. He did, and he's actually quite good. I think he's got a bright future ahead of him. He's done less stage time than Alessio Carducci. So I think before I sign him, he's got to do more stage time. But I wanted to interview him. And we tried to line up a time. And it was so difficult with the Alessio stuff in my evenings. And he has a real job. And uh, so I I said, let's... Do it over voicemail. Like, what if we started doing interviews over voicemail on the show? And I I really think that this... I think it went quite well. We'll play it for you now, the interview I did with Jake Ford. But I think this voicemail interview might be easier than sitting down over Skype, taking time out of someone's day, just do 30-second increments with them, or however long they, they want to talk for in the voicemail, and then edit it up to sound like a real conversation. So, and... Something really wonderful came out of the conversation that I think is going to change the podcast in a meaningful way. So here for you now is my interview with Jake Ford. How do you feel about doing the interview entirely over voice memos like this one? I've been thinking about doing more interviews over voice memos. Now, it could
0: still be quite a long interview, but it would
1: be over voice memo.
0: I think this is an interesting and exciting technology that could be used to great effect in our future. The only caveat being that voice memos are there for only one minute in duration, generally. So we would be doing this 20 or so times uh, for your podcast, or 15 times to do it via voice memo.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think basically the thing is, um, I mean, we could have already started. We've just already started now, and this is the interview. Eh? How's that? This is the first bit of the interview and I'll just edit it together so that it'll all sound like just one normal conversation instead of a series of voice memos. What do you think about that?
0: Wow, boy, golly gosh, what a what an exciting opportunity to be on the first James Donald Forbes McCann catamaran plan avant-garde voice memo edition. It's um, it's truly an honor, um, especially compared to the uh, the dishonor maybe that you did Uh, me last week when you read out my letter in a cadence that made it sound like um, I was really good at logarithmic regression, but uh, really real shit at eye contact.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But I want to thank you for sending me that letter. And I want to thank you for giving me permission to read it on the podcast. And I want to say... First of all, for the listeners that uh, these voice messages are going back and forth several hours apart, but for them, won't it be exciting? It'll just all feel like in one piece. Especially the next gap, because I'm I'm about to go to sleep. So I'm going to formulate a good response and go to sleep and come back, come back with
0: you in the morning. See, even there, the last message that I sent was uh, last night. And then I immediately went to sleep because I thought, you know what? Uh, I'm going to treat myself. And these voice memos they're like really convenient as well, because you could say something. I mean, you could say anything, really. You could say something pretty terrible, like the fact that... And then you could delete it, and then burn his digital identity, and then no one would ever know that it was out there, you know? Much the same as a normal podcast, but it's just as convenient, I guess. But I do want to thank you for um, reading my letter. That's incredibly kind and um, incredibly heartwarming. But um, I, also, I also noticed the fact that... Um, in my letter, I uh, I said that I am gay, but I do not have any gay material because that is not my identity. But then you noted that I did not have any uh, material attached to the email, any stand-up material at all. So then I just proceeded to send you the absolute gayest possible material. Um, which coincidentally is the worst um, material that I have. So I guess it is simply just the fact that I only record the worst and coincidentally gayest sets uh, imaginable. So, sorry. You know, it
1: was very gay, it was very gay, but it was, I thought, also pretty good. And I thought, uh, I thought your stage presence was good. You've got a character. The only thing really missing from that performance is like a lot of time doing open mic gigs, like a lot of time treading the boards and the five minutes to get so comfortable that you go to the next plane. It's just time. I think the only thing, hello, you need a wee wee? Excuse me, okay, I'm out of there. <coughs> this is, I think, the big difference between yourself and Alessio with where the careers are at right now. Is Alessio is an anxious, depressed man but who does nothing but open mics, you know, six nights a week for years. I mean, he's there, he's primed. And you have great promise, but I think it's just a matter of time for you to gig and like, and you've done the right thing by moving to Melbourne. But I don't know what I can do for you. Like for Alessio, it's very easy for me to just say, put this man on, give him an hour. But I, and that's. He doesn't have to develop, but I think you need some development time. And if I was like a good management house, like Token, what I would do is I would have you on the roster and you'd be open micing all the time, and then I'd own you once you finally got out. But I don't think there's work I can currently do for you other than saying, you're doing the right thing. Get out to the open mics. Keep going. That said, I did have a dream last night of a job, like a media job that I could give you that would help to raise your profile during this time and keep you working, you know, in show business it would keep so I wonder if I can't sign you would you be interested in an ongoing role on the James Donald Forbes McCann catamaran plan to raise
0: profile yeah I think um, I think what you what you said is um, actually really good as well a little bit more, a little bit more gestation time, and um, just hitting the pavement and working those open mics just over and over and over again, quite frequently, is probably like is probably the best thing to do because it'll just take time, and um, I think it just needs a little bit more, a little bit more time to get a little bit better. Um, that is a good, very good point. That being said, uh, what is this? What's this position? I'm very open to it.
1: I'm sorry for the delay in getting back to you. I'm just at a medieval festival. I'll let you... Hold on. I'll, I bet I feel bad about it. I'll write back. Also, Alessio's here and he's got a gig for you on Sunday if you want it. That's tomorrow? He's got a gig for you tomorrow. Uh, oh,
0: don't worry about that at all, James. All is forgiven. Uh, you a stand in the rain and think about the monarchy? Because I'm I'm standing in the rain and thinking about the monarchy and... Uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's grim. But also, Alessio, thank you. I, uh, I shall definitely be there. I'm just getting myself a,
1: a yogurt drink. Uh, he says you can do the gig, the gong show. It's a gong show. If that's right, you can do the gong show. And my idea is this. You go around to someone every week. We do like a 30-second whip around. You go to a new person who doesn't know about the James Donald Forbes McCann catamaran plan. And you tell them. And you go, hey, you should listen to this podcast. And you record that. And you send that to me. And you say, yeah, is it? That- Oh, thank you. Excuse me, I'm just going to get my Nutella drink. Anyway, that's the idea. <laughs>
0: yeah, that sounds actually pretty good. I think I could... Uh, I, I definitely could do that, yeah. Um, perhaps perhaps we might have to go and get uh, get a QR code or some pamphlets that you used to hand around at some of your shows, which had the, um, had the general gist with the little QR code to scan it. We could chuck them up and carry them around as well as I find people on the streets and harass them about this... Um, this... <laughs> this... <laughs> very lucrative endeavor that they could be a part of um yeah I'm, I'm in
1: sensational do you want to do one at the gong show tonight i got i think i got alessio to the plane on time so he should be back but if you've got time to go to the gong show i'll uh, give it a go with just someone random on the street and we'll put it on the next podcast which is coming out or tomorrow i'm gonna to record most of it today but yeah let me know how it goes i'm excited and thank you for participating in this wonderful venture so Jake Ford has not yet actually sent me back that voice message, and it's podcast recording time, and I like to have these done pretty sharply. So when Jake Ford sends me that message, that'll be uploaded of him telling someone about the podcast, and I think that should be a weekly segment. But here's another thought that I had. Why limit it to just Jake? Hmm? Why not open that up to the whole world? We've got listeners everywhere. Jake's in Melbourne. We want to. Op- we want more Melbourne listeners. That's very important. But we want more listeners everywhere. So a new segment. Here it is. The JDFMCP Whip Around. Whip Around. Sounds like a good idea. Whip Around. Crack that whip. Whip Around. around. Here's how it works. Send me a voicemail on Instagram. I'm at JDFMcCann. Uh, and you just go up to somebody, record the, the thing, and tell them about the James Donald Forbes McCann Catamaran Plan. So you could start by introducing yourself. You could say, hello, my name is X. I'm in this city. Could be Copenhagen, Moose Jaw, Madrid, Addisweith, wherever you are. And uh, you could say, and I'm here telling my friend Jonathan, you know, whatever their name is, to listen to the James Donald Forbes McCann Catamaran Plan podcast. Will you do it, Jonathan? Or Steve, or whatever. And Jonathan will, will be here, and that'll be recording, and they'll say uh, something like, uh, What? and you'll go, thank you, and then you submit that to me, and I'll put it on the podcast, and that way we all grow, content is provided, people are being told all the time about the podcast, and eventually that'll just be a lovely little sign-off, won't it? Like, I'll do the affirmations at the end of the podcast, And then we'll do the around, And then people from all over the world. It'll be... uh, uh, Hello, I'm in Japan. I'm in the country of Japan. And I'm here with my friend, Hirohito Okazawa. Or Steve. Do you want to listen to the podcast, Hirohito? And Hirohito will say, Okie dokie. And you'll be... It'll be a very honourable time. Or perhaps you're all the way in Johannesburg. Or Fiji. doesn't matter where you are. Record yourself telling uh, someone who doesn't know about the podcast, to listen to it, send that voice message to me on Instagram, and I will put it on the next podcast with the James Donald Fords-McCann, Catamaran Plan, Whip Around, and of course, Jake Ford, pride of place every week, because if not quite his idea, it was an idea I had while having a dream, after we had spoken. So, Jake Ford... Get that into me. Everyone else get that into me. And next week we're gonna start an ongoing process of the <laughs> Thank you to Jake Ford, who I am now elevating to third mate of the podcast. We have first mate Sam Clark, second mate Margot, third mate Jake Ford. And I guess Alessio is a well, he's a good mate, you know? And thank you to Alessio. Oh, it's just it was such a a beautiful week and a hard week. It was a really. It wasn't hard for any of the Alessio-related reasons or catamaran-related reasons. It's just, and I'm not going on about this as much on the podcast as maybe I used to. But having small children is a lot, and uh, our youngest, he has been very quiet, but he's recently developed a dislike for the automobile. And as we were driving, I had Alessio in the car. We actually went and we met Margot at the Renaissance Fair. Uh, but as I was, we were driving up, and I had my wife locked up in the boot of the car, and the three kids in the middle, and the youngest, now four months old or five months old, just screaming, screaming. Sc- there was nothing I could do to drown it out, nothing I could do to help it. And because when you're driving with a baby screaming... When there's a baby screaming some other time, you can just sort of drown it out and not pay attention to it. But when you're driving, you have to be constantly paying attention. And my inside of my windscreen is getting all foggy. I've got to have the car service. And it's it's just like, ah, was what was going on in the head. And then we got there and it was just such a beautiful, wholesome, medieval fair experience. And to just be able to show my children what a real nerd looks like. What a real flesh and blood, pasty nerd. It was so nice. It was very wholesome and a great time. And much respect to all the people running and attending that event. I also just know I'll be going to every medieval fair from now on. I think one of the reasons I feel so emotional at the thought or the sight of people with that very indoorsy skin that very very green skin of the indoors type desktop computer type individual is because it really could have gone that way for me and I don't really know why it didn't but I played a lot of video games in high school and I'm now just so scared of of that sort of thing. And I I do look forward to just getting this boat on the high seas. And I think, well, if there's a turnaround this week, it's that I can actually now see a future where I could, you know, you write a book of poems and you go, these will sell a lot, and I will have a lot of money. And then it doesn't necessarily happen. Uh, Like it's, I don't. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what the result will be of some of these projects. But as a manager, I do know where the money is and how much money could come in. And if I did uh, develop a roster, I won't necessarily do it, is the other thing. I, um, I can see that to be a really successful manager, it would take up a lot of time and effort. But I'm enjoying the furtive stages now. And I think I, think I could be good at it enough one day. To use that money to buy a boat. If I if the boat thing was the only important thing to me, that's what I'd do. But I want us to have good prayerful things, you know, and if being a comedy manager is the most fulfilling thing I can do, I don't know, I'm enjoying making music this week. I've done a couple more covers. I I posted a song on the end of last week's podcast. We did a little video and we put it on Spotify. It's going very well. More than the comedy. I think the only thing holding it back is my voice. I'm not much of a singer. Maybe I could find a singer. I'll say this. I went to confession this week. I haven't been to confession in a long time. I went to confession on Friday night. And I really had it out with my confessor. I wouldn't say argy-bargy, but I, I pushed back on some things I was having trouble with. Go and find a good confessor. It's uh, it's very beautiful, very beautiful. The sacrament of confession. Hmm. Anyway, I just wanted to share that. I hope you all have a wonderful week. I hope you all have a wonderful strong. I don't like saying the word weak. Memory. Is she smiling alone?
0: Every day, Every day.